Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WTIC News Talk 1080. Will Marotti Show. Will Marotti, your host. Matt Sorois, our always vigilant master of ceremonies. Russia saying yesterday <laughs> that five Ukrainian saboteurs were trying to breach the border. This is stupid. This is this is red flag all over it. This is the Russians trying to create an opportunity that why they're justified invading Ukraine. And it's stupid because you realize the size Ukraine, Russia is the largest country on the planet. The largest country on the planet. There's no country it's bigger than Canada, bigger than the United States, bigger than China. Ukraine's the size of Texas. So it'd be like it'd be like you know, Rhode Island seceding from the United States and wanting to invade, <laughs> you know, I mean, co comparable size. I mean, you know, wanting to invade the United States. It's just ridiculous. Joining us now on the hotline, someone who has great expertise, expertise, depth of knowledge, experience, 30 years military, mostly special forces, Pentagon, West Point graduate, War College, currently a fellow for the Heritage Foundation, uh, our friend Steve Bucci. Steve, welcome to the show. It's good to be back on the show, Pastor. Thank you for having me. Happy President's Day. <laughs> I say that I say that tongue-in-cheek only because of our, of our current commander-in-chief, but we still need to honor him. Um, why, why, would, why would Ukraine breach the border with Russia and send in five saboteurs I mean, does that even make sense, that story? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, they, I mean, Russia's been doing this. You know, their, their latest thing is that the Ukrainian government is, is committing genocide against the ethnic Russians in oh, the please. two provinces that Russia controls, you know, on the eastern end of Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the... The Ukrainian government has no power there. Right. Uh, the, the, you know, the Russians are there together with the separatists. They have 
Spetsnaz troops, the so-called little green men in there. Uh, but somehow there's a genocide against those people in those provinces. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Russia has to act and do this. I mean, they they ought to at least come up with plausible lies if they're yeah, going to do yeah, this. Something that's believable, uh, right? Yeah, yeah but th- th- it's just it's not believable at all. And you're right. What what are five saboteurs going to do anyway <laughs> if they get into Russia? Uh, you know, that's like, you know. It's like, like me trying like to infiltrate the CIA. Island's going to take over America. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, it's like me on. trying to infiltrate the CIA. Go to Langley. Langley. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm going to do a lot of damage there, right? Um, you know, I don't know, but I'm hearing more and more talk about this. And, again, I, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're an expert. People on TV are experts. I don't know anything about this other than what I'm, I, what I'm, you know, what I'm told, what I read. But they're saying that the, because this is dragging on so long, there was two, there's two theories I heard. One was Putin's really just waiting for the Olympics to be over. Because he wouldn't do anything that might tarnish the, the Russian athletes, number one. Number two, Putin really may not go in because all he's looking for is a guarantee that Ukraine will ne- never be part of NATO. And the reason they say that, the justification for these theories, is it's just taken so long. He's got everything in place. He's got the people. He's got the hardware in place. He's got everything. If he wanted to invade, could invade any time. Right? I mean, it, it, could invade last week if he wanted to. What, what do you what do you think about those theories? Uh, well, the the Olympics one I, I think is a little weak. Uh, you know, I mean, frankly, the Russian athletes are already tarnished. They yeah. they, they right. can't the even compete scandal. under the Russian flag. Right. Uh, and and that poor little fifteen year old that was given the the banned oh, substance. Uh, you know, I mean, come on, they're just they're they're like criminals even in sports. Yeah. But yeah. So that one, I think, is bogus. I mean, he might not want to do it during the Olympics because maybe President Xi said, hey, look, you know, we got a lot of attention here. We want to keep the attention on the good things we're doing. Uh, how about if you're going to do that nonsense, do it after we get done? I mean, that, that could okay. be. Yeah, all right. Maybe you know, more plausible. Sure. Yeah, that that one makes more sense if for the Olympic connection. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing is uh, Putin is an opportunist. Yeah. and a bully, and he's mm-hmm. going to take what he can get. So he may have mustered all these troops, put them there with the idea of, you know, strong-arming the, the West into giving him those guarantees that Ukraine will never come in to, uh, uh, to NATO. That, he, mm-hmm. That's one of his voiced demands, yeah. uh, as well as a demand that NATO remove all of its troops from the countries that used to be part of the Soviet Union or the Warsaw Pact, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. are now part of NATO, right. you know, meaning Poland, Romania, Bulgaria, uh, you know, the, the um, Baltic states. He wants the, the troops that don't belong to those countries out of them. Uh, at the same time, he's got, you know, 60,000 troops in Belarus and all these other guys mustered on the border. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a typical bully strong arm thing. Uh, I think if he had gotten all those demands, mm-hmm. he would say, "Fine, I'll, you know, he'll declare victory for today, yeah. pull the troops back. You know, they've got a good exercise out of it, and then down the road, he'll put them back again and make some more demands. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get those demands this time, 
it's likely he may roll across the border and try and take some additional territory Mm -hmm. to let him know that he's not just huffing and puffing, but that he can do it if he wants to. It's not like anybody doubts. It's like driving to the end of his driveway to go across the border. (laughs) Uh, So it's, uh, he does do this stuff though. You know, it costs a lot of money to muster all those troops and move them up to the border. Why he's bothering to do it just to bluster. I don't know, but he may have miscalculated as far as the West's response that, Mm -hmm. you know, NATO and the West, you know, frankly gave a stronger response than I thought they were going to give. Well, Uh, other than Germany, but, and and I've heard that as well. They said, you know, he's in a spot now. He has to figure out how to get out of it because he didn't anticipate the pushback that he got, albeit, albeit as weak as it's been from, from our side. Well, somebody said over the weekend, uh, talking with Steve Bucci, you know, we're getting, we're hearing all these threats from, Vice President Harris, President Biden. Oh, we're going to unleash these painful sanctions, all this other stuff. And he said, if you're going to do it and you're trying to deter someone, why don't you unleash the sanctions now before he goes in and create pain for them now so it will be a true deterrent? I I would concur with that. Uh, That's probably what should have been done. Uh, it, It wasn't. You know, which is, again, not surprising with this particular administration. But, uh, you know, I hope to gosh they're they're actually planning something uh, and not just sitting there and saying, oh, we're going to give put terrible sanctions on them. And then when they go in, uh, if they do suddenly go, crud, well, what kind of sanctions are we going to put on? Mm-hmm. Uh, that concerns me that we might be in that kind of scenario. Uh, and and if that's the case, we're you know we got a problem because you'll never whip that up quickly, uh, and and it has to be sanctions that bite. You know you you can't just say well we're going to cut off you know Jack Daniels whiskey to them. Right. Okay, they drink vodka. They, they don't care <laughs> if they get any Jack Daniels. Uh, but it's. You know, if we go after all the money of all of Putin's oligarch buddies and maybe his own accounts, uh, you know, that may have some bite. Uh, You know, if we Biden says he's going to, you know, stop the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, I'm still not sure how he's supposed to do that. Yeah, how is he going to do that? It's already constructed. It's already built. They're just waiting waiting to open up either end, right? Germany has way more control over that in terms of threat, threatening sanctions or, or lack of use or whatever. I mean, Germany is a far bigger player and has more control over that situation than we could think of having. Yeah, and, you know, and I don't think we're going to go and, you know, cut it. We're not going to blow it up. You know, I mean, I, yeah, so I don't I know we how he's going to shut that down. Yeah. I, and unfortunately, when you make a claim like that or, a, a you know, a boast, if you don't back it up, you look worse than you did if you didn't do anything. Right. So right. Uh, I'm not sure how he's going to deliver on these sanctions uh, in a meaningful way. And, you know, I hope to heck there's a bunch of people in the State Department and DOD and our intel community with their little heads all together trying to figure <laughs> out exactly what these <laughs> sanctions are going to look like should Biden cross the line or should uh, Putin cross the yeah. line. Uh, but it's, I'm concerned that we haven't done that yet. 
only because this administration now has a track record of saying it's going to do something. And then when it comes time to do it, they kind of scratch their heads and say, oh, we'll get back to you on that. Or what does Saki always say? We'll circle back on that. Yeah, we'll circle back. I, I just, um, you know, I, I hate to say it. And I know, I know, you know, I'm partisan. You know, I am. I'm a conservative. I have been my entire life. I, you know, voted for Ronald Reagan, first president I ever voted for. I mean, I just don't like the policies. I don't like the rhetoric of the left. They never have. But I would think even even you know common sense Democrats would would have to be somewhat embarrassed by the representation of of Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris. Uh, they just there's no, no teeth behind anything they say. Nobody believes them. Nobody has any. I mean, I promise you, if 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 Donald Trump was still president, this would not be happening right now. No, so do you, th- and, do you think Democrats are feeling any buyer's remorse at this point, Steve? I, I don't know. Uh, I hope. I hope at least some of them are, yeah. uh, preferably enough of them so that we can, you know, change the, the power structure here uh, in, in America mm-hmm. uh, at the next election. But I, there's no guarantee that that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Is there anything from a strictly military perspective? We, we heard, you know, we hear, oh, they're pulling troops back. No, they're actually bringing more. They're, you know, they're all ready. Is there any military sign, like when when we're watching other countries, right? Is there something that happens? Where we go, okay, here it goes. You know, do they do they somehow? Do we have to wait until the first barrage is launched, or is there something that they, a country would do, an army would do, to tip off their their hand that okay, this is it, they're actually doing it now. Uh, you know, we have a bunch of people who spend all their time watching, looking for those kind of indicators. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a definitive one that they have to do X before they okay. can go. I mean, they've got all the troops they need parked on the border. I mean, literally, uh, you know, I, at the end of the driveway is only a mild exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they could give the order crank up the engines and move in, in an hour yeah. uh, and, and get them going. Uh, I did see one uh, post on Twitter this morning I thought was interesting. It was a, a TikTok video that somebody mm-hmm. then retweeted uh, that showed Russian tanks on the border, uh, and they had unfurled their Russian flags on the, their antennas mm-hmm. uh, on top of the tanks. Mm-hmm. That is something you don't do in an exercise. You ah. do that when you're you're going off mm-hmm. to, to do operations. Uh, and is that an indicator? I don't know. Is that more psychological operations? You know, they're going to make it look as threatening as possible. Yeah, we don't know. Is is, is Putin telling them, okay, get ready to launch in four hours, and then he's going to tell them, okay, hold on. We, mm-hmm. we don't know faster it's just uh, our intel communities both Mm. in dod and in the the wider intel community Mm. are working their little tails off trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's not likely that they're going to see something you know we have a thing like with nuclear missiles when you see them filling up the missiles with fuel yeah, that's one of those indicators yeah. that well, something's going to happen in the short term. Ruh-roh. We don't have that here. There's, there's yeah. you know, fuel in those tanks and those self-propelled artillery pieces already. 
Yeah. Uh, and you didn't need to do that to exercise or to do an, an invasion. Okay. So we so, just have to wait and watch and be ready. So Steve Bucci Heritage Foundation, when you were working with special ops, um, if you can't answer this, it's fine. But I, I'm just I'm curious. Would would this be a situation where I mean I know we have I know we have troops in the area, but would we have any like reconnaissance teams? I mean, would we have anybody like close up watching this stuff on the on the special operations side? Do you think? Uh, w- at the very least, we would be trying to get human intelligence, people there looking at it. Uh, whether we do that with you know, intelligence community assets, i.e. the CIA, mm-hmm. which can either recruit people to give them information, mm-hmm. uh, or uh, we can send in teams that you know, do that kind of reconnaissance. It's called you know, strategic reconnaissance or special reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could, we're probably, if, if we're not already doing it, they're probably, you know, considering it and figuring out how to do it, whether we do it by giving Ukrainians of extra equipment to be able to pull it off, or perhaps tap into Ukrainian nationals who are in the Donbass and, and the other province, uh, there where the Russians are sitting mm-hmm. who actually, you know, would rather still be in Ukraine and not part of russia Mm. uh and and we're getting intel reports from them so Mm. human intelligence is always you know desirable you know you watch them with satellites you watch them with with uh u2 uh aircraft the the really high flying spy planes Mm -hmm. but if you can get humans on the ground who walk up and talk to you know a soldier who's on guard duty and say hey brother here's a here's some bread and a bottle of wine are you guys going anywhere? Are you going to be here forever? And he mm-hmm. says, "Oh no, we got orders to you know we're gonna we're gonna move out going east or going west uh, in a day." That's a really important report. Uh, yeah. But to my knowledge, we don't have that yet. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't mean they're not trying to to get it. Well, I mean, here it is. At least what three weeks has passed now, and and these you know we've had these troops there for a while, and we're we're waiting, we're expecting the invasion, and and it's just. It's just wait, 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 and um, I'm, I'm just starting to wonder if, as we said earlier, if if the, if the folks that are on the he's not going to invade side maybe may know something or maybe hitting on a on a piece of information about that. And uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I don't I don't want to see innocent Ukraine people killed because this right. guy's a crazy man who wants to expand Russian territory. Hey, uh, listen, thank you as always, Steve Bucci here at Foundation. Always a pleasure, sir. Thank you for coming on today. It's my pleasure, Pastor. Thank you for having me, and uh, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week. Excellent. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. Hopefully time for a couple calls, 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. And then phone calls for the rest of the show. Open phone lines. We're waiting to hear from you. Matt, can't wait to talk with you. WTIC News Talk 1080. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back, 1027. We got time for one call, and I'm going to go to Simsbury. And Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, Pastor. Well, uh, last week uh, there was a discussion about Eversource Profit. Yes. And uh, Tim was talking about, and I'm not going to rip him because he was respectful okay. in, in his okay. call, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm going to correct him. 
he was talking about Eversource had a profit of $1.2 billion. And I'm very much a capitalist. I also have, have an MBA. But also I, I look at things through the prism of sometimes if you're not doing a good job, some of these people are making too much money. But this is the, the simple math that people, uh, and I'm pit, not picking on Tim, he just happened yeah, to bring right, it up, but I hear it from other people. Yeah. $1.2 billion in profit. Eversource has 4 million clients. Mm-hmm. So if you said you can't have a profit, that's too much. That's $300 per client for the whole year. Yeah. And it eliminates any money they have to reinvest in their business. So I heard this the first time or a recent time where someone was talking about the CEO of United Healthcare yeah. and how much money he made with stock options and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And when you did the math, it turned out to be that, you know, there's, and people are saying, oh, all that, that money could have gone to the people who have uh, policies with them. It came out to $30 a person for the year. So when people are looking at this stuff, they need to back up and say, okay, what, you know, it's a lot of money. It's a lot more money than any of us listening right now will ever have. But please look at it and do the math and say, okay, if this money was given back to customers, what does that really mean, not only for how much each customer gets, but what the damage is to the business in terms of uh, not having the money to reinvest and fix the grid and all kinds of other things that they need to do. Yeah. Well, and I did. I did. As I'm sure you heard because you listened to the call. I did point out to uh, to him that the fact of the matter is Eversource is an enormous publicly traded energy company, works electricity, natural gas, water. And and it's not just in Connecticut. They, they operate in several states, uh, Massachusetts and Connecticut being the, the closest to us and, the, and maybe their largest. But, yeah, I mean, it's a massive company. So I, my point to him was let's not just say they're doing something wrong based on a number. I mean, all right, whatever the number is, fill in the blank. If that's what they made, that's what they made. But they are publicly traded. They have a, a, a responsibility to their stockholders to make a profit. That's what they're there for. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not an Eversource fan, first of all. Let me just say that. I'm not an Eversource fan. never have been. I think it's a monopoly. I don't like what they – I want to get away from them. They won't le- release us. They, they keep us trapped here when we, we, we are, really should be using Longford Electric. Anyway, having said all of that, um, I, I, I completely agree with your sentiment, Joe. Thank you. All right, listen, we've got to go. News, we'll be back. Open phone lines. We'll return. Will Marotti Show. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, man. This is horrible. Just got this from my researcher, LJ. Patriots Day is on for 1822. And I think of this, but, however, the baseball lockout may not be over. Can, can, honestly, I never even think of that. These owners better get their act together. I'm not going to miss another Patriots Day. Well, I didn't actually miss it last year. In fact, we went last year, Patriots Day, the best seats we ever had. There was like 5,000 people at Fenway. That was the cap. And we had the best seats we ever had. We were on the field. We were on the field. We could reach down. I mean, literally, literally, we're at the wall. Um, best seats we ever had last year. I'm probably not going to get those again. But we better have baseball in Boston this year. That's all I can say. Let's go to uh, Frank in Woodbridge. Frank, welcome to the show. Well, I made it another year. I'm 67 years old. Hey, man, happy birthday. And, you know, I've been in this country for 58 years. My family was very poor when we came here. Yes. Now we're very wealthy. Yes. Very big family, great family, great yes. friends. 
But Pastor Will, there's one thing that I've never been able to get rid of, this feeling that I don't belong here. Really? I haven't been able to get rid of it 100%. I belong back on that island called Sicily. Well, you're going next week, right? When are you leaving? Yeah, I am. I'm leaving a week from tonight. And the worst thing, there's only one bad thing about there. It's so hard to leave when it's time to go. Yeah, I really yeah. don't. I, I I can't explain it. It's when you're born somewhere, unless it's under you know communism, which yeah. Italy wasn't at that time. It's mm-hmm. so hard to leave. Yeah, no, I I can imagine that. I'll 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 tell you this, Frank. For what it's worth, I was born and raised here. Sometimes I don't feel like I belong here. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Well, honestly, in that northern end of Italy. Or I I think it's not that I left the country. The country left me. Because I think of the country still the way I grew up as a young person, and I remember well, the country. And I remember I, I was old. I'm old enough to remember the bicentennial of this country, 17, uh, 1976. And I will tell you that it, it is that kind of spirit of patriotism right, and right. love of country that right. I I long for. I miss that. I'm so angry with this woke culture nonsense. Right. The respect for uh, your mother and father, women, law. It's just a different yeah. world. No, I, it right is now. a different world. So I, I can say that to the degree I don't fully know how you feel, but I can tell you there really truly are times I don't feel like I belong here anymore. Well, I can understand that because we grew up in a different era. Men were men and yes. women were yes. women. Today, yes. uh, who knows who's who. I don't know what happened. I personally believe the Democrats shut down all these mental hospitals in California and some of these people belong in there. That's just my opinion. No, I, I, I don't I know what happened. A lot, of, a lot of folks in the country that, you know what, if it's such a horrible country, maybe you ought to try somewhere else. That's what I think. But, you know, you can't, you can't say that and, and, uh, without causing great conflict. Of course, I just did say it. But <laughs> Well, it's, uh, just a, it's just a feeling that when you're born somewhere yeah. else, you can never, I can't get that out of me. But, I, I, hey, listen, I made choices. I make good choices. Well, listen, I, you know, I'm not saying that we're a perfect nation. Of course I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that we haven't made mistakes, but on balance, on balance, there's a reason why millions of people try to break in here every year. And it's not because we're a whole rotten country. It's a place of hope. It's a place where you can, you, can, you can be successful, you can work hard, you can start a business, you can be anything. This is still the only true land, in my opinion, in my opinion, it's the only true place of liberty, freedom, opportunity, and a place that you can you can have self determination, well, and and right. I know it's not been fair for everybody, and I know we haven't been, but we've done more to make it that way in the last twenty years than ever in history, and we're getting better all the time. But this lack of love of the country, love of of what uh, men and women women have sacrificed their lives for, the blood that's been shed, and and the red, white, and blue. I'm telling you, I it, it I feel it as though it's becoming not the same country, and well, I, fe- I felt that way for a very long time. You're 100% right, because when my family got, uh, left Italy on that boat, we didn't yeah. go to Russia or China. We came to America, so you're yeah. 100% right. Yeah. You can go to Mexico. It's a different America yeah. than when we grew up. It absolutely is. Frank, make sure you touch base before you leave for the country. I will. Country, I definitely right? will. Take care. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's go to uh, Kara. Hello, Kara. Hello. What's on your mind? Hello. Hello. What's on your mind? Oh, uh, I just read a quote this morning uh, in, from uh, a, a book, and it quoted Harry uh, Truman. Yes. Um, it was, um, America was not built on fear. 
mm-hmm. America was built on courage, mm-hmm. imagination, mm-hmm. and an unbeatable determination to get the job done. Wow. And I think that's a good thing for President's Day for us to remember. Yes, couldn't agree that's more. All. That is a wonderful thought. Kara, thank you so much for bringing that to the program. I really appreciate it. Thank you. All right, uh, we're going to set up now for the last call of the day. I'm told, I don't know this because I haven't seen the details, but I'm told, the reason I haven't been asking for a sponsor for the first call today, I'm told we have one now, and we're going to have one shortly. It's in the works. So uh, this is the last call of the day, sponsored by Between Rounds Bagel Deli Bakery, Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon, and Tallinn. We're going to take a quick break, a couple commercials. We'll come back, and we'll set up for the last call of the day, 800-966-9842-860-522-9842. Back to the Will Marathi Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. 1050 WTIC News Talk 1080-800-966-9842-860-522-9842 as we set up for the last call of the day, uh, courtesy of Between Rounds, Bagel Deli and Bakery locations in Manchester, South Windsor, Vernon, and Tolland. This is an article that uh, I wanted to get to today, and we're just out of time, and and it happens a lot, and I apologize for that. apologize that we don't get to all the things I want to get to. Uh, but this uh, democracy dies in Canada. How predictable is this? On Thursday, we wrote an article comparing Trudeau's Emergency Act to Adolf Hitler's Enabling Act that established his dictatorship and pointed out that while Hitler's act was supposed to be temporary, when it came for, for renewal, all his opponents had been outlawed, imprisoned, or killed. So there was no one left to raise a dissenting voice. Trudeau's invocation of the Emergency Act, which, by the way, was the first time in the history of Canada that this act had been invoked. It wasn't rarely, seldom, it was first time ever was supposed to be temporary, but on Friday, the Canadian Deputy Prime Minister, uh, Prime Minister, Christia Freeman announced, uh, Freeland announced that the uh, Trudeau's regime intended to make some of their new authoritarian powers permanent. This, my friend, is how democracies die. When the Emergency Act was first invoked on February 14th, Freeland explained that the Freedom Convoy's bank accounts would be frozen as part of the invoking the Emergencies Act. Those announcing the following immediate actions. First, we are broadening the scope of the anti-money laundering and terrorist funding rules that cover crowd-formed platforms and payment services that provide use. They are cha- these changes cover all forms of transactions, including digital assets such as cryptocurrencies. So then you have people like crowd uh, the, the, the GoFundMe people deciding arbitrarily that they're not going to honor the way the money's being directed, that this is a terrorist organization. People that were peacefully, peacefully protesting, dissenting about what? About a war? No, about how the government had clamped down on their freedom mandates because of COVID. In order to strangle, this this is the article, in order to strangle the protests financially, Freeland declared, as of today, all crowdfunding platforms and the payment service providers they use must register with the Financial Transaction and Report Analysis Center of Canada, FinTrack. They must report large and suspicious transactions to FinTrack. 
This will help mitigate the risk that these platforms receive illicit funds and increase the quality and quantity of intelligence resource by FinTrack. Sounds like a harmless little synonym, doesn't it? Acrostic, I guess I should say. The more uh, information available to support investigations by law enforcement uh, into these illegal blockades. So this is about follow the money, right? Well, why is it about follow the money with Black Lives Matter? Why doesn't that count? Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Uh, who was it took them off of their uh, list of charities? Was it uh, was it Amazon? I forget who just did that. Uh, so so this is what's happening. And, and and listen, we should watch this. We should watch these happenings in Canada because they could happen right here. More government oversight, more government control, more government invasion of privacy, more government, quite frankly, of telling you how you can and how you can't spend your money. This is this is how democracy, and this is what I, I, I picked up in the article at one line. This is how democracies die. And if you don't think it could happen here, you're 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 naive. It absolutely could happen here. Because guess what? Here it is. DOJ, this just last week on Reason.com. DOJ and FBI will investigate investigate companies for illicit profits. The Department of Justice announced Thursday, this past Thursday, that will begin investigating companies for earnings that it believes to be excessive amid surging inflation and ongoing supply chain issues. Now, listen, I'm not in favor of gouging. And if, and if you're someone who gouges, I, I, I'm completely against that, and I think you should be taken care of because it's not right to take advantage of people in a crisis, an emergency. But that's not what we're talking about here. The problem is, of course, is that supply chain disruptions are quite real. Inflation across the country is a result of both large-scale issues and government actions, including last year's $1.9 trillion stimulus bill and protectionist policies. To the extent that private companies are raising prices, those are the likely culprits. The higher prices are the market's way of allocating scarce resources more efficiently, not an evidence of price gouging. The DOJ and FBI would rather launch a global investigation of illicit supply chain profiteering than acknowledge the obvious and inevitable result of unprecedented financial and monetary stimulus combined with decades of protectionism and regulatory sclerosis. Hmm. But this amount announcement from the from the DOJ is more than just a fishing expedition. It suggests that mighty law enforcement apparatuses of the federal government are following Senators Elizabeth Warren. No, I'm sorry. Sorry, I had to sneeze, but not COVID. Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders into fantasy world where profit motive is responsible for inflation. That's why I said last week that you can't, you can't just because of a number, you can't pick out a number and say that number in itself is nefarious. There's, you got to, what, and, and by the way, by the way, we live in a, still, as far as I know, we live in a free market system. And profit is part of that system. You have a lot of regulatory agencies in place. You have a lot of regulation over certain things in place. The market will generally dictate how these things are going to happen. Having said that, it's time for our last call of the day. And uh, the last call of the day today is sponsored by Between Round Bagel and Deli. 
And who's getting these these bagels? I hope I hope they're a lover of bagels, because it's going to be our good friend Tim in Hamden. Hello, Tim. Oh, oh my goodness! I, I know you win the. Ba- that. Is that amazing? Oh, that, well, does okay. that show you my my true affection for you, Ab- Tim? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, a couple of things. I think first off, uh, let's all remember that all war is fought over resources, land, energy, everything else. We are engaged. And, uh, you know, a conflict in the Ukraine because of what? Uh, Oil? Gas, gas pipeline. Natural gas. Uh, sure. That ports, all sorts of things. People trying to reestablish their dominance of, over Eastern Europe mm-hmm. to get their resources. Mm-hmm. Um, the prospect of Europe being shut off from natural gas. Oh, by the way, who uh, we uh, are talking about, you know, uh, supplying liquefied natural gas to um uh, to Europe mm-hmm. through pipelines that run through our state and Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, but let, let me say respectfully, uh, you know, wh- what I call about, you know, discussions about energy in general, I'm being charged, uh, you know, for gas that I cannot get because there are no gas pipelines. Yeah, but you're I'm you're being... right. We're in the same position. We have a we have a, a great property, and we can't even get we can't even get well, gas. We can't to get it, it, but we I are agree. being charged for it. Okay, yeah. we well, are being it's... charged. Mm-hmm. Saying we need to make this, you know, more available to more people. But that's your company and all right. that sort of stuff. Right. But again, my, you my know, concern... I'm not a fan of Eversource. I'm not a fan of conglomerates. I'm not no, a fan no, of no. monopolies. And, and, actually, know, but but Tim, I... listen, I am out of time. I'm going to put okay. you on hold because okay. Matt needs to get your address to mail you. A, a certificate from Between Round Bagel. Thank you Congratulations. Very Thank you. Guys, that's it. I'm out of time. Great show today. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll, we'll do this all over again tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Have a great day. God bless you. I love you guys. And, and see you tomorrow at 9. Thanks, thanks, Matt. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.